So let's talk about authenticity. Authenticity. And let's talk about what might be restricting you from being authentic and why that's important. I I used to think of the word authenticity in a very woo-woo way. It didn't really make sense to me. Whenever I would hear people talking about being authentic or feeling authentic, I got a weird vibe. Let's be honest. That's all it was. It was a weird vibe. And then I started to dive into my own personal development, um, especially as I um, decided that it was important to me to grow a business and be seen as a leader for other people, um, which was important to me for a long time. Um, But it really ramped up when I started to realize how important it was um, to develop yourself and grow as a leader in order to be successful. And I'm talking about success in terms of a few different areas. We can measure success different ways today. Success primarily in um, what I'm able to do with my time. That's how I view success for the most part. I view success as having absolute freedom to utilize my time how I want to. Um, and, it, and I didn't always think about it that way. That It took me a while to get to that definition. It, it, I used to think of success as uh, having a certain amount of money or status or something like that. Um, but now it's really about my own personal use and freedoms. And so as I decided and realized that I, I could expand that, right? And I was capable. There was potential there. I, I, I noticed a couple of things. One, authenticity mattered because a big piece of freedom is expressing yourself, self-expression and being as m- close to you as possible, as much of who you are as you want to be. And then there were also aspects of authenticity is like being true to yourself and doing what feels right and what's aligned with what you care about your aka your values and so there's where authenticity also comes in now why it's important today and what i wanted to share and and this the the reason why i decided hey let's share this right now is because this has been coming up a lot in conversations I have with people and, you know, I work with clients, I work with um, leaders, I work with entrepreneurs uh, who struggle with authenticity. They're, they're sort of stuck in this knowing that they need to do something, but not really sure how. And in the process of trying to do all the different things and be all the different things and help other people and be of service and whatever, they're not reaching Uh, any version of success, and not even my version or their version, just any version, because they're stuck, because they're they're restricted and held in this one place. And it comes down to authenticity. It comes down to being yourself and 
uh, and feeling capable of expressing that, feeling like you, you can be yourself. And that's exactly what people need. Like the people you're trying to serve, the people that you're leading, your customers, your clients, your team. The more you try so hard to please other people, the less you are being yourself and the less authentic you are. You can just feel that, right? Anytime you've gone out of your way to make someone else feel good and happy. And I don't mean like actually being of service and just doing something out of the kindness of your heart. I mean, feeling like you have to do something to make someone else feel better so that you can perpetuate uh, or grow a relationship or so that you can get something that you need out of it, aka neediness. When you do it, when you do things for this reason, when you serve others for the reason of like need, that's when you get further away from who you are, aka authenticity. And so relieving yourself of this sort of neediness is really uh, the, the secret here, the key to attracting the things you truly want and desire, your versions of success. And you can t- take a moment now and, and think about what success is to you and also what it is not. Like I said, for a long time, I used to think of success as this accomplishment, this place that you reach, whether that's a financial goal or a a status goal, like you achieve a certain level in life or a certain identity. For a long time, I wanted to so, so badly to be a, a gym owner, like the owner of a gym. I wanted to be a CrossFit gym owner. I thought that was so cool. And I thought that when I had that status, it would automatically come with what I perceived as success. And what I really wanted was financial freedom. I really wanted ultimate time freedom. And um, I wanted to have the ability to choose uh, who I spend time with, how I, how I spend my time. It really came down to those things. And I perceived having this status or this identity as uh, giving me that, but it really wasn't. And it took me a while to realize that. Like I got the thing. I got to the level that I wanted. I mean, I got to be the business owner I wanted, right? Um, But then I realized very quickly that I wasn't actually attracting more of what I wanted. I was getting less. It was actually getting much harder because I stuck myself in a corner. I thought I needed to be the gym owner, the business owner, the leader, the entrepreneur, that guy, the one in charge, because then I get to make all the rules and the decisions and you get where that can go, right? Quickly go to hell. That's where I felt at least for a long time. And, and, you know, many of you who are listening to this may know the stories um, that I've told. If if you've taken, if into one of my workshops or, Um, joined one of the events that I've done in the last couple of years where I share um, some of the 
more challenging times, which I won't get into on this particular talk, um, but you can definitely look back on that. I'll, I'll, I'll tag some links to where you can hear more about that. But I, I experienced a lot of um, tribulation, trials, we can call them, because I made so many mistakes because I was coming from this place of neediness and I wasn't allowing myself to be myself and I wasn't authentic. That showed up in me trying to please so many people and also avoiding so many things, like avoiding difficult conversations, making assumptions about other people as well. Like I assumed certain people in my life or certain people who even... Uh, I, I realized I could help in the moment, but like thought that they wouldn't want help from me. Like I, I assumed that they already had this prejudice or this um, judgment about me. Um, and it all came down to me feeling like I need to be a certain person. I have to portray myself as this, um, this shining example, right? Think about it. When you are in a position of leadership, when you are in a position where people are looking at you for a sort of guidance and mentorship and what's what's the word here? Yeah, guidance and mentorship. That's it. There's no other word. If you're in that position, there's this sort of unwritten pressure. It's not actually there, but you feel it. You feel the pressure to act a certain way, to be seen in a certain way, to not show what's really going on, to hide the parts of yourself that you're afraid people will see. Like you're actually afraid that people will see that you're weak sometimes or that you're tired sometimes or that you don't have all the answers. You're afraid that people might see through the and see the real you. And all of the moments and the opportunities that you get to tell people and show people the raw, authentic, vulnerable version of who you really are, you suppress that because of your own bullshit and neediness and thought process to be a look look and be a certain way and to identify as a certain way. Every time you do that, you suppress that opportunity, you lose a part of yourself and ultimately be, be seen as something entirely different. It's, it's, to be quite honest, unattractive as fuck. And to be really specific here, people can recognize this rather easily. And I'm thinking to a specific, uh, like a specific moment, let's, let's take um, let's take sales for an example, because I've been diving in and exploring sales and learning about what that is and how to do it better, really, um, for the last four to five years in depth, like really wanting to get better at sales. Because sales is like, it's the lifeblood of business. Without sales, there's no revenue. There's no growth. There's no opportunity to do anything. 
You can't serve people without selling them first. Let's be realistic. Um, so taking that specific example of sales, right? Let's let's imagine you're in a sales conversation or or you have the opportunity, you have the chance to talk to someone about what you offer. And, and you don't even have to be in business, by the way. Anyone in a leadership position is in a sales position, especially if you really want to help people. Oftentimes, you have to convince people to help themselves, and good sales skills can do that. But imagine if you're having a conversation and you are selling something and you really know that this service, this product is going to be so valuable. Let's say you're, you're selling coaching, right? A fitness coach or a business coach or a mindset coach or whatever it might be. You're selling coaching and that's a, a service and a product. And you recognize, hey, this person I'm talking to certainly has all of the problems that I know I can solve. And I know I can do it. I know it. I know it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And you feel this in your core and you jump on the opportunity to let them know, hey, I can help you. Please let me help you. Please, 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 please. I need you to let me help you so that you can see me, someone who can help. And that is such... It's so inauthentic when you look at it. If you were to watch yourself doing that, you'd come off as like a little crazy. And also, again, neediness. And so people are like, why is this guy so pushy? Why is he trying so hard to, to tell me that he can help me? Like, just help me. But you don't know how to do that, right? That's where good sales skills come in. On the other side, let's assume that you are good at sales or or maybe you know not to do that at least, you not to be so um, excited about things because that's weird. Like you get too excited about something and people are like, wait a minute, what, this guy's weird. What is he saying to me? Um, let's assume that that's not the case, but you're broke as fuck. And you're like, I finally finally got a sales call. I finally get the opportunity to talk to somebody and maybe they'll say yes and maybe they'll pay me and maybe I'll have some money and oh my God, I can't wait. <sighs> and so you go into this conversation, you get on a sales call with, with a potential client who's actually probably really excited to get on that call because they're like, oh, this guy wants to help. He can solve my problem. He's worked with people before. Um, I really believe that this is an opportunity and then you show up like are you ready are you going to sign up like and you're pushing and you're pushing because deep inside you're like i need this person because if i don't get a sale i'm going to go another day with twelve dollars in my bank account or it's the end of the month and i don't have any money pay my bills on the first and I need this to go through. You hear the word need coming in a lot, right? Now, all of this might be true. You might actually need some money to pay your bills and 
live your life and do the stuff you want. Money is really important. Yes, it, it perpetuates the, the, the growth and the expansion. I get that. I've been there. Oh, oh man, I've been there. You might be really excited too. You might like get know for certain you can help a person. And so you are excited to work with someone. But can you see how showing up from a place and a thought process of neediness and really what it is is attachment to outcomes can actually deter people from you? Totally push them away. And in my experience, the times where I've been unattached and separated from, really from the conversation, honestly, and I'll tell you, I'll explain that a little bit more, but the times where I've been unattached have been where I've, the ones where I can show up as the most useful version of myself. And I use that word intentionally, useful, because when there's attachment, there's bias. And when there's bias, there's limited options. And so you, you actually don't see or communicate well the potential of what's there and people can recognize it. And, and when you are totally unattached, you can approach a conversation or um, something like this, even what I'm doing right now, like talking live on Facebook and recording a podcast. When you approach this totally unattached to the outcome, the real you gets to show. And you can decide what that is, sure. I've, I, I like to decide that, especially if I'm in a conversation with someone and I think I can help them, and I think they can become a client, then it's really responsible of me to show up curious and authentic. I want people to see me. There's just a, a, a layer of trust that gets built there that doesn't show when I need them to buy from me or I need them to do what to, to use my idea, for example. Same with this right now. I'm talking live on Facebook and I am totally unattached. I, I'm looking right now and I see there's no one in the comments. That's cool. It really doesn't matter. I know that someone will uh, watch this later. Maybe. Maybe not. I'm also recording the audio because... I'm going to podcast every day for 30 days, starting Friday. I'm going to release a podcast every day for 30 days, starting Friday. And this is a repetition. It's also simple. It's so simple. It's a chance for me to just walk in here and say, yeah, I'm, I'm here to just be me. I'm here to show up as myself and, and, Get 
closer to what that looks like. And, and think about this, the more you do that, the more you'll attract the type of people you actually want. And in this game, uh, and not the life game, like the life game is one thing, but the, the business game, ooh, the entrepreneurship game, the relationship game, it is so important to attract the right and if you're curious, if you're wondering why you continue to attract people who are not a good fit, aka what I like to call vampires, energy suckers, these people suck the life out of you because they contain all of the things that you want to avoid. Neediness. Overexcitement, perhaps arrogance, greediness. I had a I had a conversation with the Breakthrough Blueprint group today. We have our uh, weekly calls on Wednesdays for this cohort and it's a group of four entrepreneurs and leaders and in today's conversation we talked about binary thinking. Binary thinking being always and never this or that. It's it's either um, I'm this way or I'm that way, and there's no possibility for the opposite. And and what we came to the conclusion of, we came to this conclusion through some exercises, is that there are certain traits, certain characteristic traits, that we are consciously avoiding. Uh, some of those might be arrogance, greed, neediness, right? Things you don't want to be seen as. You know, the example I made before with leadership, you know, when you're in a position of leadership, you don't want to be seen as weak because that's what you think makes you a leader, like strong, great. But you're so focused on not being weak that you start to attract weak ass people. And you're like, why am I attracting weak ass people? You're so focused on not being greedy that you attract people that are greedy, in your eyes at least, or you see those traits in people instead of the good traits in people that you like. And so the trick, the trick here, the challenge is to find, identify how you are in some way greedy, needy, weak, and fucking let that shit show to the world. Let people see it because it's real. And you're not holding anything back. When you hold back, you resist and you suppress. It really makes things hard. And you get so much less of what you really want in your world, the great relationships that you dream about, Get, getting enough sleep, that's one, that's a tangible, measurable result, having enough money in your bank account, getting the clients that you want to work with, getting the team on the same page, uh, being able to work with the right people. So being able to release all of this negative 
these negative attributes as bad things, release that, accept yourself for who you are, you release the neediness and you finally break free and break through. You unleash your authentic self. Authenticity. If you can master that one thing, mastering authenticity, this is your most potent and powerful tool for getting exactly what you want. And I do mean that. Now, I can talk all day. I, I can, because I love it. I love this stuff. Um, if this was useful for you, um, I invite you to share it with someone. Um, and if you're, you know, this is being recorded live on Facebook, so go ahead and if you're on the Facebook group, um, invite people in and tag them in this. If you're listening to this uh, the audio version, the podcast version, well, one, join the Facebook group. Uh, you can go to mysummit.academy slash Facebook and it'll uh, prompt you to jump in the group or search Summit Academy or find me on Facebook and I'll, I'll get you added. And if you can take one thing away from this, it's, it's that simple belief. It's a belief here that when you can totally, unapologetically, unreasonably be yourself, you have so much power. And you'll begin to see the stars aligning. And this is not to say that You can simply think about it and it'll be true. I mean, yes, that's possible because thinking creates action. It requires some action. It requires turning on the camera. It requires hitting record. It requires making the call. It requires walking up to the person and just being yourself and not giving a fuck what they think. Release yourself of this neediness. Let it go. It's wild. It's wild what's going to happen. <laughs>